Hello, everyone. Welcome to the One Flesh Podcast. My name is Haas Rauscher. The One Flesh Podcast is designed to help men with marriage, help them find a girlfriend, help them get married, help them build a marriage worth having. Uh, the whole idea is to bring other men on to the One Flesh Podcast and have conversations about their marriages, about their experience and uh, what they think works, what they think doesn't work, uh, and really just to uh, help young men think ahead a little bit on marriage and uh, kind of get an idea of uh, who they are, what kind of husband they're going to be, uh, and what kind of wife that they're looking for, and uh, what early steps to take to build a good marriage. I think it's incredibly important. I think that a lot of young guys, uh, you know, myself included in a lot of ways, uh, don't really, never really knew um, what marriage was all about, uh, never really thought about it. Uh, ahead of time before they actually got married, which sounds pretty self-explanatory, like you would want to think about it before you got married, but uh, shockingly, a lot of people don't. It's just kind of a, not really a rushed deal, but uh, something that just happens to people. It's just the way that we do things. Uh, not a lot of thought is put into it, uh, in my experience. So uh, that's the goal here. Every single Wednesday, you're going to get an episode uh, solely about marriage. So uh, occasionally I'll have guests on. Last one, I believe, uh, was with Blake Flannery. Uh, that one was a pretty good episode. Uh, we talked about his marriage and how he uh, is is kind of a father to his stepkids, which uh, is kind of encompassed in marriage. That's kind of the whole goal of marriage is to have children and be together. So uh, we talked about his challenges as a stepfather. And uh, today, I don't know if you can kind of tell, but uh, I don't feel too great. I'm a little sick, uh, but tomorrow I have no time uh, at all to record and so I'm actually recording a day early and uh, so we've got to get it done I got to have an episode out for y'all and that's what I'm gonna do so it can't promise that it's gonna be super uh, super long or anything but um, I kind of had this in my back pocket uh, as a oh oh crap I need an episode uh, you know fallback episode um, not already recorded, but the idea anyway. What I did is I went around, and I'm glad I waited a little bit to use it because now I won't remember who gave me which uh, information. But I went around the office uh, a couple weeks ago, and I asked all of my coworkers that were present, uh, except for the single ones. I didn't ask anybody that was single uh, or anybody that had had like multiple divorces or anything, and that's <laughs> just because I don't really want their advice on marriage anyway. Uh, I asked them what their big, their biggest tip on marriage was. So what's their number one tip on marriage? Uh, and what I'm going to do is I'm not really going to, you know, I'm, I'm going to go and read through all of them and I'm going to say whether or not I agree with them, uh, and just kind of present the advice. So you're getting a lot of people's best tip on marriage and I'm going to say whether I agree with it or not. So let's go ahead and get into it. Um, Input number one was make decisions together. Uh, I think I agree with that. Yeah, um, I agree with that. Uh, one thing that um, is important is to have some sort of leadership structure in a marriage. Uh, it is a team, and you'll hear uh, a lot of people say that uh, on different teams, uh, you've heard the expression, too many chiefs, not enough Indians. Um, I think that that can happen in a marriage, even though there's only two people. Uh, I think that occasionally there can be too many chiefs and not enough Indians. I mean, what happens when, if you're trying to make decisions completely together and both be in agreement upon a decision and neither of you agree on the decision? 
um, at least fully. I mean, if your wife is just absolutely 100% against something, maybe you shouldn't do it, but um, maybe uh, you can't come to an agreement on certain particulars, which car do we buy? Uh, we can't come to an agreement on which car we buy. Uh, I think that there needs to be a leader in that situation. Uh, now, if it's your wife's car, maybe just get her the car that she wants. Again, I'm not talking decision specific. Um, I'm saying let's let's talk big, uh, big decisions. So, for example, houses. Um, let's say we needed to get into a new house. Uh, the time is now to buy a new house. Uh, we need to get into a new house. Uh, you know, let's say DLN likes this piece, this piece, and this piece of a house. Uh, I like a different house, and I like this about it, this about it, this about it. Uh, and I think that my personal opinion is that the area that this one is in uh, is going to have higher resale value in the future, or maybe even not higher resale value. Um, maybe it's a house that uh, you can only resell, and maybe in the future I want to rent. I want to buy it as a rent house. Uh, and in that neighborhood, you know, they don't really do rent houses. I mean, in some neighborhoods, a $450,000 house, uh, trying to rent that out to somebody is going to be difficult. Um, so maybe I'm looking at, Hey, yeah, this house over here, is just as nice. It's got a few different things that I like about it better, but also, uh, we're going to be able to use it as a rent house in the future. There needs to be some sort of, and everybody hates this word, but some sort of leadership hierarchy of you know if we just can't come to an agreement on that then um eventually in, in our relationship that that decision would be my decision uh that that decision would fall on me and uh, we're still making the decision together i'm still telling her what's going on uh but there's an understanding that uh when we come to an impasse like that i'm the one that makes those big decisions for the family uh, and it's not always like that you know sometimes for certain situations we switch the hierarchy and we assign a leader to a certain task where DLN may be making the decisions on this, this, and this. Uh, but what I want to caution you on is a lot of people say make decisions together. Uh, so what that means is um, everybody thinks that we need to constantly have uh, both sides in agreeance 100% uh, of the time. And then um, what happens is that never happens because that's a pipe dream. Uh, it'll never It'll never happen on 100% of things to where all the decisions are made together and then people get resentful because they think it's supposed to be that way. And it's not. <laughs> um, it's not supposed to be that way. Uh, you're supposed to have a leader that makes decisions and those decisions um, are tough sometimes. And, you know, if, if DLN got, if, if DLN truly believed that uh, decisions are supposed to 100% be made in full democracy. It's kind of, I don't, I don't know how many of you follow politics really. It's, it's kind of the same thing between like a constitutional Republic and uh, straight up democracy. People say that our democracy is ruined. Well, democracy is 51% gets the vote. It's not how it works. Uh, that's why you hear people that are frankly stupid. Uh, they say, well, you know, the popular vote won Hillary, won more of the popular vote. Uh, so Hillary should be president. It's like, no, you're an idiot. And that's what ends up happening in a marriage is they're saying, we're supposed to be making these decisions together. And, uh, you know, what really happens is the husband, or a lot of times I think the wife, uh, will end up getting her way. Uh, and if she's the leader in the relationship, that's fine. But the husband will eventually grow resentful, uh, because he's not included in any of the decisions. This happens on children a lot. 
uh, whereas he's not really included on any of the decisions uh, because he's either A, given up, or B, the wife is just so overpowering, um, or C, honestly, sometimes guys don't take enough of the leadership role uh, because they, they, they hear this thing, decisions are supposed to be made together, and then they never enforce any type of, of leadership of saying, hey, uh, this is the way we're going to go. They just roll over, uh, and then both parties become resentful very quickly. Uh, like I said, me and my marriage, we have an understanding that um, I'm the leader of this family. And while I'm not going to cut her out of hardly any decisions, and while I, I let her make uh, a lot of her own decisions, um, she gets to decide things like where she works. She gets to decide uh, things like where we eat a lot of times. I mean, I could count through a bunch of different ones, but um, she gets to make her own decisions. But as far as general trend of where the marriage and the family is going, uh, I get those decisions fall on me. Uh, and she knows that. And so when I make a decision that she's not just 100% down for, uh, she's not resentful anymore because she knows that that's how it needs to be uh, to make a marriage work. So, you know, one quote, make decisions together. Do I agree? Yes, you should include your wife on your decisions. You should let her... Even if you're in charge of the finances, you should let her see the finances, uh, not even let her see them. I mean, give her an active role in the finances. Uh, if it's your husband, if you're the one doing the finances and your husband doesn't see them, give them an active role in the finances. But when it comes up to, hey, do we pull out of the retirement to fix the house or do we get a HELOC or do we just save up uh, the money uh, and there's pros and cons on both sides, understand that that leadership needs to be there and that that person is going to have or that decision is going to have to fall on one single person, uh, typically. And you should endorse them. If if they are your leader, you should say, hey, look, I don't 100% agree with this, uh, but because it's your decision, I will do my best to make sure it succeeds uh, and I will follow through with it. Let me know what you need, need me to do. Uh, it, it's that simple. So um, there's one here that says, put God first before spouse. Uh, I believe so, yeah. Uh, the more that I read about Christianity, the more that I become a Christian, um, it seems that way. Yeah. Uh, that you should be putting God first before your spouse. Uh, and, and the, and the reason there, I had a hard time kind of working that out, uh, until I really made the the connection that, um, your spouse can't save you when you're dead. Uh, and God, Jesus Christ can, and that's, that's the ultimate goal is to be with God after this world, uh, focus on the next world, uh, and you'll get this world thrown in. This that was a uh, that was a C.S. Lewis quote. It's something like uh, focus on the next world, and you might get this one thrown in. If you focus on this world, you'll get nothing. Um, so that's why God comes before the spouse, uh, is because in reality your life is is built here to serve Him. I believe is the way that it it kind of goes. Uh, and then you know having a wife and creating children is part of serving Him. So. He needs to come first. I, I think that that's, yeah, good advice. Uh, if you follow that, I know a lot of successful marriages that follow that. Uh, and we're trying to in my household. Uh, it says communicate, talk often. That one's pretty simple. Uh, yes, yes, sure. Uh, depends on how often. Um, don't over communicate. Uh, it was funny. Um, I, I'm Like I said, I'm kind of sick and I'm not feeling well. And I didn't mean to blow Dylan off. Uh, but she kind of came in here and, uh, I told her that I needed to record. Uh, I was, I was in my office and then she immediately, uh, started talking about work, which, 
is of course one of my favorite parts of the day uh is when we get to talk about her job uh of course i'm being a little sarcastic but no um it's important to listen to her job the stuff about her job and to help her work through it and i do my best but uh she knows and we have this understanding that i know she's unloading uh, some of that stress onto me and i'm willing to take that and help her work through it but also she has an understanding that she's unloading stress on me and so i have to take that stress and so uh, sometimes when I'm already under stress or uh, maybe I just don't want to hear it within the first five minutes of me seeing you at home, uh, she understands that. And so uh, she caught on relatively quickly and she was like, oh, uh, I'm sorry, I won't throw all this on you right now. And I'm like, yes, thank you, please. <laughs> um, please don't tell me about all the way, you know, work was bad today. Um, and so, yes, communicate, talk often but also be aware of when you're over talking, uh, you know, talking often, I, I, I think that you should generally have a briefing or a debriefing every single day of saying, yeah, you know, how was your day? Even if it's as simple as how was your day? Oh, my day was pretty good. Uh, what needs to happen this afternoon? What are your plans tomorrow? Um, I am, I am one to where I don't, I don't like to, uh, bitch and moan about my job to my wife. Uh, I'll tell her a little bit. I'll talk with her about it a lot or not a lot, a little bit. Uh, but I don't really like to bitch and moan about it to my wife. Uh, it's not really my favorite thing when she does it to me, but, um, I understand that she doesn't really have anybody to talk to. I bitch and moan about my job to other people. It's not like I don't bitch and moan about my job. Uh, I do just to other people. I don't know why I don't really like to do it with Yellen. Maybe because she's not really, honestly, I know why I don't like to do it to Yellen is because she's not in the world of projects and, uh, corporate life. She doesn't, She's not a part of that. And so a lot of things, it's a lot of extra work. Instead of just venting, I become a teacher uh, and I start to have to teach her about the things that happen in corporate project, capital project life. And I, it's more work than what it's worth a lot. Um, and so I don't really complain to her about my job. Um, but in some cases, I'm all she kind of has to talk about her job in some in some cases. So uh, it's important for me to understand that she needs that time to to vent a little bit. Uh, but just understand that you shouldn't be doing that 24 seven. A lot of times, you know, spouses are not they are there to take that stress and to take that load of stress off of you um, occasionally. And like I said, it says communicate, talk often. Uh, what is often once a week? Uh, you know, my rule with DLN is I'll say, Hey, look, I'll try to ask once a day. I'll try to ask how your job is once a day. Um, if I don't ask, well then tomorrow, don't wait for me to ask. Don't let it go more than two days without talking to me about it. Uh, but if I don't ask, please don't, you know, don't hit me with it until I'm ready because you know, from on the drive to the grocery store, that may be when I'm ready to hear about her job. Uh, maybe I'm super upset on the drive to the grocery store, or maybe I've got somebody that is expected to call me or something and I don't want to hear about her job. Uh, so typically my rule is like, Hey, let me ask first, um, before you unload all of this stuff onto me. Um, let me ask first. And then, uh, if I don't ask, then the next day you can talk about it whenever you want. Um, that, that kind of works decently well for us. It hasn't really been going like that in a while. Uh, and because it, it's getting to where she's not waiting on me to ask for the past couple of weeks. Uh, I don't know if she can hear this or not, but, um, she's in the next room. She may be sleeping. Uh, but I'll probably mention that and be like, Hey, all right, we're getting to a point where you need to kind of wait until I ask about your job to say anything about it. Cause now it's just 
come home and fill me in with all the the stupid negative things that happen at your job um so yeah communicate talk often uh, especially about the the inner workings of the family and what's actually going on like finances and stuff like that uh communication is key and talking about the way that you feel talking about the fights and stuff like that um you know, I have a hard time kind of picturing what other people have to communicate about. And I know that's funny saying that on a marriage podcast, but, um, you know, whatever you need to communicate about, whatever level of importance it is, of importance it is, try to find a good cadence of talking about it and bringing it up uh, that is healthy, but not over talking it. Because again, that's one of my biggest pet peeves is uh, constantly um, bugging me about something negative or uh, really it's the offloading of the job stress onto me. I don't, I don't like that at all. Uh, so just be conscious of that uh, and make sure you're not doing it to your spouse. Uh, and you know, like me, um, not to just harp on DLN about the job thing, but for me, uh, I communicate issues way too often. Um, what, what does that mean? What that really means is that I'm very irritable uh, it's, it's really easy to irritate me and I'm, I'm trying not to, and honestly, I've kind of talked about this, but the cold showers have really helped. And I know it sounds very wild to say, uh, but the cold showers have really helped. Uh, but it's very easy to irritate me. Um, like it's not, not difficult at all. Uh, and so what, what ends up happening is, you know, it, it, it doesn't seem like it to me, but I'll harp on DLN quite a bit. Uh, I'll say, Hey, why, why are you doing this? Or, Hey, why are you doing that? Or, Hey, uh, so like, it it doesn't occur to me to just let it go sometimes. Uh, so for example, one day she left the freezer open. Uh, the freezer was, was left cracked open the whole time we were at church. Um, and I got there and this one, I actually caught myself. I was like, I let it go. It was an accident. Don't say anything about it. Um, cause it wasn't, it was an accident. It wasn't like she meant to. Uh, but the, uh, also the other day we have a little button on our fridge that if, uh, it gets clicked, then it changes the temperature of the fridge. And so what happens is I use it as a meat drawer because it'll go all the way down to 29 degrees. So I keep all my meat at 29 degrees and I'm able to keep it weeks longer, but it's not frozen. Uh, so I can keep chicken breast sometimes for a whole week. Uh, and everybody says it's not safe, but it, I mean, it's cold enough. It's, it's like damn near frozen. It's right on the edge of frozen. Uh, pork, if it's vacuum sealed, I can keep it for like three weeks in there. Um, and again, I know everybody's like, ew, gross, but no, I mean, for real vacuum sealed at 29 degrees, it's not frozen. I can pull it out and put it right on the grill, uh, but I can keep it forever. And so I keep it at 29 degrees and that's where all of our meat goes, lunch meat, everything. Well, uh, if you accidentally hit it, uh, hit the little button that's easy to hit on there, it makes a sound, but a lot of times, uh, DLN and I, I've done it like once, but DLN won't realize it. It makes the sound and then it switches it immediately to the wine setting, which is at 42 degrees. Uh, well at 42 degrees, all of my meat ruins almost instantly. Uh, so what'll happen is she'll hit the button, uh, and then I'll come back like two days later or something like that to grab some meat out of the drawer and everything is ruined. Uh, and I'm like, bro, you can't <laughs> like, you've got to pay attention. So anyway, uh, she left the fridge open and, and that, that was one that if I see it, I automatically say something to her. Cause obviously she needs a reminder of, Hey, we don't want to lose all the meat. Anyway, she left the freezer open and I was like, I'm not worried about it. Uh, then I came home, uh, one day and the fridge was kind of cracked open, uh, which I was like, you know, I, I couldn't remember who exactly had done it. I didn't think it was me. Uh, but the fridge was cracked open. 
and then I came home the next day and then uh, maybe it was in reverse order. Maybe the freezer was left open after she had left the fridge open a couple times. But then after the third time, I was like, all right, what the hell? <laughs> like, we can't we can't have this. Uh, and so I just went to her and I was like, Dylan, um, I know you don't mean to. I know it's probably an accident, but this is like the third time that you have left uh, one part of the fridge open in like the past week. I don't, I don't know what the deal is. I don't know if you're just not shutting it, but uh, try to get it fixed, please. Uh, and so what I'm saying is typically in the past, every time that the fridge was left open, I would have gone and said something to her. Uh, I would have over communicated in that aspect, uh, and, and let her know every single time that, that she had, you know, irritated me in some way, shape, form or fashion. Uh, I do it a lot with, uh, I used to do it a lot with the work thing. Anytime she would bring the work thing up, I would say something about it to where it got to where, you know, anytime she talked about work, I was like, Hey, I don't, I don't need to deal with this right now. Uh, and so it's important to communicate. Yes. Communicate often, uh, not too often. So, uh, this one is standard. Everybody says it. It says, don't go to bed angry. Uh, I don't know what that means. Um, honestly, I get what they're trying to say is don't go to sleep upset. Um, I, I, I don't, if you have a problem, you should work it out. Uh, a lot of times it's better for Dion and I to go to sleep and get, get over it. Uh, wake up almost have having forgot about the problem uh, and get on with our day. If you're not the type that can do that, if it makes the whole rest of the day bad, okay, stay up and fight it out, I guess. But um, you know what doesn't really contribute to really, you know, good discussions is being tired. Uh, that doesn't really help a whole lot. Uh, and sometimes, you know, I have, we've been laying in bed and I can't get, I can't get over it. And so I'm like, Hey, can we talk this out real quick? And, those are the ones that are really easy to deal with. And so I'll bring them up and we talk it out and then we're good. Uh, the bigger ones, I just try to go to sleep because it's not going to help me. Um, it's not really going to help me. I would say uh, instead of don't go to bed angry, I would say don't wake up angry. Uh, oh, and, and maybe if you're at the end of your life, <laughs> you know, maybe if you're old, if you're both like 80, maybe you don't want to go to bed angry because there is a chance you could not wake up. So, uh, yeah, fair enough. Uh, and it, yes, I understand that's at every life stage, but again, it's had some benefit for us to just put it, put it down and then go to bed and sleep it off. Uh, so I, I'm not just a huge fan of that one. Um, it says stay during the fight. Okay. So like stay around, uh, during the fight. Uh, I get what he's trying to say. Um, and I don't want to throw anybody under a bus, but, um, yeah, I don't know that I should say that. Uh, I've seen it where, where somebody will leave during a fight, like the fight is happening and then somebody just kind of takes off to go decompress uh, and whatnot. Um, I don't really have this issue. I don't know that I can speak to it. Uh, you know, it may be individual. And again, what I will make sure is that you're, you're make sure that your spouse is okay with it. Make sure that you say, Hey, look, um, I need to go decompress. I need to not deal with this right now. Um, I'm not going to have a good faith discussion. Uh, I'm going to go shoot my shotgun. I'm going to go run around to sporting clays. Uh, and I'll be back in a couple hours. You know, I love you. Everything's fine. I just can't have a decent discussion on this right now. I need to go think maybe that's what you need to do. Um, honestly, I'm kind of a fan of getting it worked out. Uh, I think that if you have the self-awareness enough to know that you need to leave, uh, then you have the self-awareness enough to know that you need to quit being an asshole or whatever's going on. Uh, you have the self-awareness enough to 
probably make a coherent argument personally, uh, I would think, uh, you know, and maybe, uh, and actually the more that I think about it, Dylan's not really that way. Uh, for me, if I've got the self-awareness enough to know that I need to back up, uh, I've got the self-awareness enough to know that I could make a different argument or I could calm down. Uh, you know, Dylan, sometimes she does have to walk away from it. Uh, sometimes she'll get upset and she'll walk away. Uh, and then we have to come back together soon. Uh, what I would say is do your best not to leave the premises. Uh, don't just jump in your car and drive off. Uh, I don't know that that's ever been healthy. Um, if you do need to actually leave the house, uh, then talk with your spouse about it. But you, you, there's probably some deeper issues than even just the fight at hand. Personally, I would think. Uh, there's probably some deeper issues than just what you're fighting about. Uh, so maybe use that time to reflect on what the actual problem is. Uh, but for me, if it's, hey, I'm going to go into my office and I'm going to play some video games for a second uh, just to kind of cool down. Um, I'll talk to you in about an hour or two. Okay, fine. Um, okay. Like I said, it a little bit of it is personal preference, but honestly, I would rather you just, you know, quit being in your head, uh, quit letting your temper get the best of you, take a few more really cold showers, uh, get your emotions in check and, and work it out personally. Um, choose your battles. Uh, you know, fair, um, choose your battles. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of what we just talked about with me, not, you know, talking about the fridge until it became uh, a really big issue. Uh, I don't really like the term battles, uh, just like I don't really like the term fight. Um, if you have battles and if you have fights, uh, I understand it's just, you know, words do mean something. Uh, so I, I don't think I'm wrong for catching that. Uh, but words do mean something. And if you're using terms like battles and fight, uh, to describe, um, discussions and conversations, uh, that would be an issue in itself, in and of itself, I think personally. Um, we don't really use the word fight. Uh, we don't really use the word battle. We don't really use the word argument even. Um, you know, I will say Dylan and I aren't really happy with each other at the moment. Um, I'll say, uh, Dylan and I aren't really getting along, uh, cause that's not untrue. Uh, but really ours are discussions and conversations. The moment that I even think it starts to turn into a fight, I just, I drop it. Um, and I say, we'll talk about this later. Uh, and so it, it says stay during the fight. Uh, maybe that's, you know, don't stay during the fight. Don't let the fight start. If, if leaving is what you have to do to prevent a fight, uh, talk about that with your significant other and then leave, but choose your battles. Basically what it's saying here is, uh, don't be an asshole about everything. And that's fair. Um, don't, don't bring up every single thing that happens. Uh, you know, this is, this is actually really good uh, in the realm of, of leadership capital. Uh, Jocko Willink talks a lot about leadership capital, and you only have so much leadership capital that you can spend, uh, and you want to spend it wisely, and you constantly want to be building leader, leadership capital so that when you spend it, uh, it's it's cheaper. You know, um, let's say if if uh, leadership capital was typically with your wife, the cost of a nice meal. Well, if you have more money in the bank, those meals become cheaper and cheaper uh, in in relative to your bank account. So um, try to be building leadership capital, but also maybe you don't need to go eat out at the Longhorn Steakhouse every single day uh, because of it. Eventually, you're going to be broke, and that happens a lot. 
this this is one that I am guilty of very much so as I don't choose my battles. Um, one specifically, uh, I wasn't detached enough to see the fact that it would work itself out. Uh, I, I I can't I, I don't want to share the specifics, but um, I had brought something up that it was not the the right time or place to be brought up. Um, I still don't. <laughs> I mean the the facts the facts of the issue are irrelevant, honestly. Uh, because I, I don't think I'm factually incorrect about it. And I've had that confirmed by multiple people. Uh, but those multiple people are also like, yeah, but, um, think about how hard you're pushing for this. Uh, the risk that you see is not worth, you know, the, the headache that you're having to go through to push it. Um, and eventually it'll work itself out. Uh, and so I just shouldn't have said anything because it, it probably will work itself out. Um, so I shouldn't, I uh, should not have chose that battle. Uh, and I think this is, you know, guys, I think, uh, typically have a good understanding of choosing your battles. I think that a lot of relationship problems for guys is because, you know, you do have to choose your battle, which means that, uh, you have to go battle occasionally. <laughs> um, if you choose no battles, uh, you're going to grow resentful. And I think this is where a lot of guys, uh, a lot of guys get in there. Oh, this is, this is one that I skipped. Uh, it says agree at all cost. It was kind of a, 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 a sarcastic answer, which is what a lot of people give, but basically happy wife, happy life, uh, whatever, whatever it costs, agree on it. Um, just don't, don't piss her off. And, uh, I think that those guys are, are suffering pretty badly. Uh, and they probably have walked themselves into that situation where, uh, they have not brought anything up. They haven't developed any tools to help discuss some of this stuff. Uh, they haven't stood their ground on hardly anything. And so now it's, it's awful when they try to, because their, their wife is either a, either a doesn't have any sort of sense of leadership capability at all to know when they're running over their husband, uh, or B they're spoiled enough that, uh, now it's just, whenever you do try to tell them, no, it's, it's awful. Um, so yeah, choose your battles. And that means the important ones too. That means recognize when something is important and recognize uh, when it needs to be talked about. What is, there's some, I'm trying to think of something where, oh, something that I picked up on really, really quick was uh, giving money to other people. So uh, I I had plans to be pretty successful. Um, I still have plans to be pretty successful. And relative to some of our family members, we are really successful. So uh, I saw this coming from a mile away, 10, 20 miles away of people asking us in the future for small little help donations, you know, Hey, can you throw me 20 bucks for gas here and there? Uh, I saw that coming from a mile away, uh, not to pat myself on the back too hard, but I, I knew it was going to happen. Uh, and I'm not against that either. Again, if you're a friend of mine and you're listening to this, if you're a family member, uh, and you need some cash. I honestly, I don't really have much to give, uh, but people think that we do, uh, and we've got more than other people. So, uh, you know, I'm not offering free donations, but, uh, if you need $20 to get you back home because you don't have any gas, uh, you know, hit me up. But, um, the problem is those people, $20 becomes $40 and sometimes it becomes $60. And then eventually, uh, they've got a thousand dollar credit card loan that they really need to get paid off. And, uh, you know, the drill. And so one thing that I set up where I chose my battle and it was a good battle to fight that, uh, you know, a lot of people wouldn't have said anything about, uh, 
even a lot of the women would have been very upset about me even bringing it up is uh, Ellen had somebody that was at the time close to her uh, that would hit her up for twenty, thirty dollars uh, again, specifically for gas. Uh, and I started to, t- I told Ellen we were just dating. Um, I said, Hey, uh, moving forward, I understand that we don't have a joint bank account. Uh, I understand that this is your cash and that this is, you know, somebody on your side of the ordeal, uh, you know, in your family. But, uh, one rule that I would like, and I'm going to follow it. If you follow it is I don't care whose money it is. Uh, if it's anything over $20, then we at least have to ask the other person if it's okay to give. Uh, so if my mom, and this hasn't happened, but if my mom, uh, hits me up for 50 bucks, then I say, yes, but let me, or I say, I'll let you know. And you don't blame it on the significant other. Um, you don't say, oh yeah, well, Ellen said no. You say, I'll let you know. And then I go and I ask Ellen and I say, hey, this is the situation. Is it cool if I give my mom $50? And Ellen goes, yeah, of course. And so we give my mom $50. Uh, Ellen comes to me and she says, hey, this person uh, really needs some gas money. Um, I, you know, it's, it's this person. We know who it is. Uh, is it okay if I give them 50 bucks? And I say, absolutely not. No. Um, we're not giving them any money because that gas money is probably going to go to something that we know is, is not going to be used for. Uh, we know that they don't spend their money wisely. Uh, and we know for a fact, we know for a fact that, um, it's, it's, they're just going to come back for more, uh, basically. And so, no, at this point, we're not giving them any money. Uh, and that could happen on the Ellen side. The Ellen could tell me no. And at that point i say no. Uh, so, and that number kind of grows a little bit. Uh, so maybe right now it's 20 bucks. I think 20 bucks is right now our, our limit. Uh, if we get bukus of money in the bank, then maybe it's 500 bucks. You know, if you want to tip your waitress $500 at lunch because she was really good uh, and you think it would make a difference in her life, maybe we do. I would like to, ha- I would like to have that kind of money where Dylan and I have a $500 limit of anything over 500 bucks uh, to, to one person in a certain amount of time. Uh, we have to ask, maybe it's a hundred bucks, maybe it's 200 bucks. Uh, but anyway, I'm, I'm off the, off the, off track. Uh, that was a battle that I chose to fight. Uh, that was a really good one. Um, let me tell you, that is a really good battle because now we have that established. Now we have mutual respect very early on in our relationship. Uh, and it's a lot easier to, um, to handle those, those types of things now to where a lot of guys would have just said, it's 20 bucks. It's her money. Uh, we're just dating. I'm not even going to deal with it. Um, and this comes in handy. This comes in handy when you're dating and let's say she wants to buy a new vehicle. She wants to get another apartment. She wants to do this. She wants to do that. She wants to do this, do that. Uh, choose your battles doesn't only mean the ones that uh, you stay away from. It also means the ones that you fight. Uh, it also means the ones that you you choose to argue about um, or have a discussion. I know I said I don't like words like fight and argue. Now I'm using them. But uh, th- these are the ones that you choose to say, hey, uh, let's do something different. Um, I think that it is essential to take those up and, and use them. So, um, last one, and I don't even know how long I'm going here. Uh, let's see. Oh, 35 minutes. I'm doing pretty, pretty well. Uh, so that's, that's long enough for a solo episode. I think, 
this one, this last one I thought was really interesting. It was the first time I'd ever heard it, but he says, don't fight in the bedroom. Um, so again, fight. Yes, I get it. Um, I, you know, I think you could cut it again. It depends on what you really mean by these words. Uh, I'm going to separate this out to don't fight and in the bedroom. So, uh, don't fight. I think that's good enough. <laughs> um, don't fight, uh, have a discussion, have a conversation, um, have a constructive discussion or conversation, uh, talk about things. Um, argument is if you're in an argument, you should, it's not to say that arguments are bad. Um, arguments aren't the best. Uh, if you find yourself in an argument, you should at the very least step back and, and ask why, uh, maybe you need to be in an argument again. I don't, I don't really like to get to the argument stage, but uh, we've had some issues where Dylan and I get into the argument stage and it's no longer, um, okay, it's no longer soft tones. It's no longer, uh, well, how do you really feel about this? Or, uh, you know, some of those softer, <laughs> softer discussions and conversation tools uh, go away. And now it's, okay, well, you've got, you, you got to look at this or you got to understand this or help me please understand this. Uh, and tensions are a little bit higher. If you're in the argument phase, you better have a good justification for being in the argument phase. Uh, but if you get to the fight point, you shouldn't be fighting in your marriage. And a lot of people will throw their hands up at me and say, you gotta have a fight occasionally. And that's what married couples do is they fight and they fight it out. And then eventually uh, they just come back together. No, um, sorry, you're wrong. Uh, have conversations, have discussions. Uh, talk like adults, don't fight like toddlers. Um, I don't know. That may be, uh, I may be eating those words in the future, but I fully believe them right now. Uh, don't fight. If you get to the argument stage, evaluate why you're arguing and make sure you have a good reason to argue. Um, so that's the don't fight portion of this piece of advice. He says, don't fight in the bedroom. Uh, I'm not going to take him too incredibly literally, literally, I think what he meant was, uh, don't have these arguments and discussions and conversations in the bedroom. Uh, basically what he's saying is that the bedroom should be a sacred place, uh, where the only thing that happens in there is sleep and sex. And you shouldn't be having those arguments and discussions, uh, in the bedroom and conversations. Uh, I actually kind of agree with that. Uh, I, I thought about it for a second and I was like, you know what? I can get behind that. Um, you know, and it, it depends on where you're at. Uh, it depends on who's with you. I think if your kids are with you, I think it's healthy to have a conversation in the kitchen about what we're supposed to do. Uh, I don't think you should block your kids out from those conversations because they need to see how they're handled. Um, if, you know, for a long time, Dale and I, uh, when, when we first got married, we had a, a roommate. So a uh, buddy that needed a place to stay, uh, I wanted to buy nice pocket knives. So I had him stay over. Uh, and the goal is to save all that money and do something with it. But I just told you I like to buy nice pocket knives. So that's not what happened. Um, but anyway, he uh, slept in our spare bedroom. And so uh, I was very clear that I wasn't going to make it just super awkward for him. Uh, and I wasn't going to fight in the living room. Again, we don't fight, but wasn't going to have these discussions and conversations in the living room. And I, and I mean that literally. I mean, we really don't fight. I mean, the most tense that we've gotten is it's really not that bad. Um, we've, we've had like one that you could call fight and we got over it very quickly. Um, 
and it shouldn't have been it, it was so stupid uh that we even got into that situation um it was so ridiculous uh it was it was over being late to an event um i mean dlan had no reason to be late to this event i had no reason to even complain about it cuz we were the, the event was running 20 minutes late anyway um and we were still 5 minutes early for when the event was supposed to start uh i had no reason to argue about it dlan had no reason to be that damn late anyway uh it was just it was stupid um anyway uh yeah don't don't fight in the don't fight in the bedroom uh, i think if you've got a bunch of people over and uh i don't i don't recommend correcting somebody in the middle of a social function anyway but if you've got a bunch of people over and uh this person is uh just saying things that should not be said then maybe you invite them to the bedroom and you say hey or a different room and you say hey let's not do that in front of everybody uh please you know stop um again with scott i didn't want to oh i just said his name uh with scott he stayed with us scott lived with us uh with scott i just didn't i didn't want to argue and 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 have those discussions in front of him so uh, some of our conversations happened in the bedroom a lot of them actually happened in the truck on the way to go grocery shopping or other shopping uh, when we needed to have those conversations uh, that's when i would bring it up and we would sit in the walmart parking lot and talk about it uh, just so that it wasn't in front of uh, our roommate. Um, again, the kids, you should probably have those conversations in front of the kids. Um, I think that if it's not good enough for your kids to hear, then probably you shouldn't be talking about it. There are other things. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to talk about your sex life with, with kids. I get that. Um, but if it's money stuff, if it's uh, really relationship stuff about, you know, um, you know, feel like this person's listening or whatever i think you should have some of those in front of the kids uh but this this sentiment here that you shouldn't fight in the bedroom because it's it's kind of a sacred place uh i kind of agree with that honestly i really do uh go out to the truck and, and talk it out if you need a, a separate place to be um you know go do something uh a lot of times uh, what i've found is because we argue in the truck some kind of, sometimes uh, and argue damn it i keep using those words i keep just cutting myself at the knees uh because we have these discussions uh, maybe argument is a good word i don't know uh because we have these disagreements maybe that's a better word uh in the truck occasionally uh what i found is it helps break the tension a little bit uh not really but let's say you go let's say you two aren't really liking each other and you shouldn't drive under tense circumstances you shouldn't drive distracted uh so maybe this is bad advice so don't listen to this i'm just telling you what helps me um let's say let's go get ice cream okay um i really like to talk about this the kids are playing maybe you can leave them at home alone or whatever uh let's go get ice cream let's let's go do something else and we'll talk about this on the way there uh you talk about it and then let's say tensions get kind of high well, then you've got to decide what flavor of ice cream you want <laughs> so um maybe you stop being a little bit you know, maybe you be a little bit less pissed off about it. Uh, that's happened. That's happened to us a couple times. Uh, I remember specifically one time we were not happy with each other. Uh, we had a pretty big disagreement and we had kind of argued about it. Uh, God, I keep using that word. Uh, we, we had talked about it and, uh, it was one of those Walmart parking lot disagreements that we'd had talked about it for like 20 minutes, went into the Walmart uh, got even more upset with each other at the Walmart, which I hate that place so much. Uh, that's another good tip is if you're already irritated with somebody, uh, maybe you don't go shopping, shopping at like the Walmart with them because that just, oh God, it's awful. Um, anyway, uh, 
we were already a little bit irritated with each other. We were going to go do something else. And uh, I was like, all right, we're stopping for coffee. It was kind of cold. I was in my little coffee phase because it was cold. Uh, And so I was like, all right, let's just stop for coffee. Uh, And it forced us to like get outside and go talk about something and go get coffee. And then we got in the truck and I was like, all right, can we just start over? Can we just like this whole day has been trash Uh, from the, the moment that we got up. We have been at each other's throats. Can we start over? Can you just sip your coffee? I'll sip my coffee. Uh, when we feel like talking about a different subject, let's do that. And it worked out really well. Uh, that That's happened for us quite a bit, uh, is it lowers the tensions because we have to go do something. Uh, so that's my recommendation. Yeah, don't don't fight in the bedroom if you don't have to. Go grab a coffee, go grab an ice cream, uh, go talk in the truck. Uh, you know, don't don't talk in the bedroom if you don't have to, but also uh, don't don't argue and uh, and and have those conversations in front of people either if you have guests. Uh, or if it's something that the kids don't need to hear, don't do that. Um, well, guys, I'm sitting at 45 minutes. I think that that's everything. Uh, this was actually a cool little segment. And what I'll do, since I don't really work at an office anymore, uh, I do, but I don't really know them all very well. It would be kind of weird if I asked for all their best marriage advice. Uh, what I'll do for the next one is maybe a couple days in advance. Uh, I want to get your marriage advice. So be watching for that on Instagram. It's the underscore purpose podcast. Uh, I want to get your marriage advice. So I'll uh, um, I'll ask and I'll put up one of those little story things that says giving your best marriage advice. Uh, and maybe I'll store them for safekeeping and do a podcast on them. Or maybe I'll reply in the stories. Uh, we'll see what happens. But I, I kind of like this where I take marriage advice uh, and I give you my thoughts on it. Uh, I, I kind of like that. I'm not saying they're right. Uh, you know, some of these may be right. You know, some of these that I didn't agree with. Uh, may be right and I may be wrong, uh, but I think that's for you to determine. And I think that a lot of these platitudes and just simple phrases get thrown out a lot at people. Uh, and a lot of people don't really know what they mean. A lot of people don't really know uh, what's involved in that. And so that's kind of the idea behind this is, uh, okay, let me get your best marriage advice. Uh, let me see if you even have a clue what that means. And then I'm going to talk about it and address some of these common uh, common pieces of advice. So thanks guys. I appreciate it. Go tune into the Sunday series. Uh, <laughs> we're going to have a pretty fun, uh, a pretty fun episode. I thought it was fun. It may not be worth listening to at all, but, uh, had my buddy on named Clyde Pratt, who is part of the just one outdoors community. Uh, he and I got along really well. Uh, it was one of those that honestly, um, you know, I do this podcast because I like talking to good men, uh, and I like helping men out. Uh, you know, young men that listen to the podcast, uh, that, that, that's why I do this is because I want to help men out, but sometimes it is rather inconvenient. Uh, it, it's cool to be talking to somebody, but it's like, it, it just, it sucks because I would rather it be, uh, you know, over a game of pool or, uh, over a couple drinks with a glass, you know, a couple glasses of whiskey with some cigars, uh, versus a mic and a computer screen. Uh, it was kind of one of those conversations to where, uh, I really wish I could have gotten to, to know him a little bit better uh, and, and, uh, he was a really cool guy. So tune into that one on Sunday. It's going to be a really good episode. Uh, I think personally, uh, I think it's going to be fun. Um, but anyway, guys, uh, I appreciate it and, uh, I'll holler at you later. Thanks.